0: In order for you to win this, this battle, this congress of life, your journey, whatever, like, yeah, you got to be, you got to have chutzpah, right? You got to be, you're ready to stand up in there.
1: The value is right here, like right here, right now to create a world um, that's better than the one we came into and to leave the world better off. There's something that you need to be doing, that you need to act on. And most of us don't. We are not moved by those who mock us
0: in the micro it's like we all have potential we all have you know we all need to be bold as a leopard we all need to chase our dreams we all need to live life and make the world a better place but like 99 percent of us are just like this and then the few rise to the top that are like look look at that guy
1: welcome to the in search of more podcast i am your host ellie nash join me weekly on my quest for more more from myself and more from this world we'll see you on the other side Ryan Carter, we're here again. Yes. It feels okay. good to be back. Okay. So the goal here in this conversation before we go in, um, and maybe it'll connect to the topic of conversation as well, mm-hmm. is uh for for this to be much more of a a conversation. Sometimes we have that, especially if we get to anything um race related. You jump in. It's <laughs> <laughs> low-hanging fruit. <laughs> fruit. See, you're comfortable in that space, right? So we've got to get you comfortable in some of the uh the other spaces
0: so why don't we go on the other end then what does that mean uh let's talk about uh what are we talking about today why don't we talk about something related to judaism i'm always interested to learn about new cool facts around judaism especially as a close friend um you you've been my introduction to the faith and the religion and everything around it so why don't we talk about something there that's always a good place to go i feel like okay good good I actually...
1: I not got to s- put you on the spot, but... No, no, I got, I got something. You know, I always got notes. I got 11 topics that I, uh, I want to think about, talk about, process, digest, put it out there so I get to listen to it and remind myself of the importance of this one. Right, right. So thank you all who, who listen as well. Yeah. Like and like I'm subscribe. Not, I'm talking to myself, but it looks like I'm not. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and what do they say? Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah, very important thing to do. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's my thought, right? I came across um, this, and it's uh, connected to Judaism, of course, but I think its relevance is to, uh, mm. to everyone. So you're familiar with, uh, in Hebrew, it's called the shulchan aruch, right, which means set table, otherwise translated as um, the code of Jewish law, always mm. known as the code of Jewish law. So Judaism is an extremely, extremely legalistic tradition, Religion, it's got opinions on opinions on opinions and facts and details. It's not just, you know, right. one little thing. I was like, I saw a um, comedian. I think it was Elon Gold. I think it was a Jewish comedian. He says, you know, if, if Jews were instructed to have a Christmas tree, they'd also know how tall the Christmas tree <laughs> has, has to be, how short it, it can't be short, can't be too tall. The leaves can't be too wilted, the uh, right. too brown. You know, how long you can keep it around, how many days before you got to get it, could yeah. cut off the ground, or, you know, which country you can get it from, like somehow right? a, lot gets, right, right. a lot gets packed in. So in this right, compendium, tons and tons of books, and there's only one person who wrote it, but the one that I've, I was taught to use as a child, and it could be many others. I haven't looked at every version of mm-hmm. it. So essentially what was done is you have, right, the Bible, the Torah, translations on that, the Talmud, a lot of discussions, recorded conversations on it, and it's talking about every conceivable topic. Mm. And then someone said, okay, like if you force someone just to read the Torah and the Talmud to figure out, you know, what to do for Shabbos, right? What time does Shabbos start, for example? Right. Different opinions. When is night? When is day? Does is, you know, sundown, a little after sundown. At what? Right. There are many different opinions on these things. So certain people went to the effort and said, okay, we're going to set this table for you. We're going to go through and break everything down in mm-hmm. order for you to just read this and you know what to do. Okay. So very first thing it starts with, it quotes a rabbi. The rabbi's name is Yehuda ben Tema. Okay. And it says, he says, be bold as a leopard, be swift as, um, bold as a, bold as a leopard. Okay. That's his first, uh, one. Something about a deer, a lion, something else, but bold as a leopard. So the, whoever wrote this mm-hmm. explains what does bold as a leopard mean? is you need these four things in order to serve the will of God, right? Basically, if you want to be able to do the rest of what it says in this book... Start here. Start here. And what is that? Bold as a leopard is translated as, is explained. What does it mean to be bold as a leopard? That um, we are not moved by those who mock us. Okay. And I just was thinking about, like, why is this the foundation of... You know, like the foundation of everything. The first thing before I go into this whole book, right. You got to be bold as a leopard. Like, hmm. do not be intimidated by those who make fun of you.
0: Yeah, unpack that for me. What do you? What do you think about that? When you? What do you? How do you interpret that?
1: I wonder if so much like the way I'm, I'm wondering. Right, I wonder if so much what ails us in society is not being able to be bold as a leopard, way beyond way beyond Jewish law, because what is Jewish law anyway? It's just, it's living your life, right? It's like, in Mm -hmm. order to live this life that someone wants to live and say, okay, I want to follow this, it's like, okay, I'm going to tell you all the laws, but before I do, Mm -hmm. you got to be bold as a leopard. Can you walk down the street and be comfortable with people making fun of you, people mocking you, people ridiculing you?
0: And that's interesting, because when I I think of the word, or when I hear the phrase bold as a leopard, what comes to mind first is bravery. Bravery. Right. More than, um, I guess, resilience, which is interesting, right? Because when I hear "bold as leopard, I think like go out there, you know, be brave, be bold. Um, but this is interpreted on the other side of that that trait. Right? What's Where the other side of that trait? What do you like mean? being saying like, you know, you got to be able to not get distracted or discouraged when people mock you, laugh at you, don't believe you, whatever the case is. So that's that's interesting.
1: When you said bold as a leopard, mm-hmm. right? You said bravery, not resilience. No, uh, resilience is the other side of it. Right. Is this resilience to not be? I think it's brave, right? Can you walk mm-hmm. down the street? Uh, I tell you what, I can you walk down the street with a Trump hat, like something <laughs> like that, right? If that's your belief, I'll tell you why I bring that up is that that seems to be the first line of attack against people that most people fall for. That's my thought, Mm. right? They've, you know, when they were trying to analyze the Trump presidency, it's like, Mm -hmm. where did this come from? How did we miss it? And one of the things that was missed was how many people weren't comfortable telling you what they really felt and thought. Mm. So when they were polled and said, who are you going to vote for? Like, oh, I don't know. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, probably the other guy. And then, in fact, there were a number of 70 people. 70 million people. Many, many, many right, right. people. But still, even with having that many people, there were many who were made to feel ridiculed and mocked for that position. And as a result, they didn't quite express it as proudly. That's an, um. That's kind of an obvious example because it just feels like so many people, like, if, like I said, it's like it feels like the first line of attack against someone is let me make fun of them, mm. and if I make fun of them as successful, I can get them to do what I, want, what I want to do, or they'll kind of push what they're doing down a little bit more into um, hiding. Even if they're doing it, it's not quite as bold. Right, right. Yeah, usually when people... Yeah, that is,
0: that is true. Like mocking, ridicule. That's usually like the first attack of anyone that's on any sort of path. Oftentimes that's what you have to deal with. That's like the first discomfort or challenge you have to deal with on when you're in your journey. So thinking, you know, Can you give
1: an example of that in your,
0: your journey? So like, um, yeah, being able to build a successful branding and marketing company with no, um training training theoretical training so some people like oh it's not gonna work you don't have a degree in art direction
1: and when they're saying it's not gonna work did that feel like mockery to you
0: did it feel like mockery it felt like not so much mockery um but laughing at my audacity kind of because i was sure like this is what i'm doing Like, it got to a point where i'm like this is what i'm doing and some of the responses felt like no like are
1: you crazy no it's never gonna work so you felt like in order to make that move mm -hmm. which you knew was the right thing meaning that wasn't where you were stuck right you weren't confused about the direction you needed to take right but in order to make that move you had to be comfortable with being able to absorb or deflect you know whichever word is preferred for you the, the criticism, the naysayers. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent.
0: Because everything pointed to them being right and me being wrong, right? But that's what disruption is in a lot of ways, and disruption can be, um, you know, the rose that grew from concrete, right? The, I'm I'm trying to tie it into like biblical terms, like the small guy, like David and Goliath, right? Right? It's like. In order for you to win this this battle, this congress of life, your journey, whatever, like yeah, you gotta be, you gotta have chutzpah, right? You gotta be, you're ready to stand up in there. Um, yeah, and I think that's a true line to everybody's life or story. They're always gonna have, always gonna be naysayers. So it's it is kind of fitting that,
1: that it that's kind of where you
0: start there. Yeah, when you really think about it, and just life as a as an unfolding.
1: So how journey. is that trained, right? Meaning, if if so many are. Like if, if this is necessary for people to live the life that they want to mm-hmm. live. So, okay, so how do we how do we train that? And I'll add to that question because, you know, when I was a teenager in yeshiva and the Jewish school system and, you know, surrounded by all of this, there were some things that just, like, this is not going to work. This is just mm-hmm. a little crazy, some of what you're trying to do. And one of the things I remember telling a teacher is you seem to want to use peer pressure in this environment to get us to do what you want us to do. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as we step out of here, you want us to be immune to peer pressure,
0: mm.
1: right? Because, right. I mean, to be an Orthodox Jew in, in an environment, right, in the world at large, you're going to have to be able to withstand a certain right. amount of, of peer pressure. Right, right. But here, let me pile it up. <laughs> let right. me pile it on. Like, let me pile on kind of a conformity. Like, how come you're not conforming? Mm. I was like, maybe teach the opposite. That was, i remember saying that as a teenager. But I guess that adds to the question: How could that be be yeah. taught? If you want to teach that to your kids, if I want to teach it to my kids, like, what are were you a rebellious teenager, like, in regards to like um,
0: your your orthodox belief in training and education and stuff?
1: I was kind of rebellious, and I don't know if rebellious—even if
0: questioning, like, in rebe- both ways, mm. in
1: both ways, meaning I wasn't, I wasn't. Um, totally in line with what the school was telling me but then most of the kids who were thrown into who were doing that who weren't in line were thrown into a group but i was rebellious of their perspective as well Mm -hmm. so i kind of i felt like i was marching kind of to my own beat in some way i still feel that way Mm. is is the goal
0: like i'm thinking of as my own faith right like so overarching goal is to live your life a certain way that would meet the approval of God, so ultimately you'll make it into the afterlife for Christianity. Is it the same with Judaism? Like, what's, what's the goal for the millions of Jews around the world that practice and are orthodox and follow the faith? What's like the end goal? Like, why are they following the Judaic way? Is it to... It's not
1: my, my, my understanding is not about the afterlife. Hmm. The value is right here. Like right here, right now to create a world um, that's better than the one we came into and to leave the world better off. The afterlife is kind of like a, um, a bonus, a cherry on top. It's not the main instruction. That's interesting. Like, yeah, do it, do it down here so that when you get there, you'll have something. That's not the way I felt it. Maybe someone else will, mm-hmm. will disagree with me. It felt much more like, no, we're here, down here in this world. And do the right thing so that the world is a better place now and in the future. Hmm. And why do you think, and this all kind of
0: ties into being as bold as a leopard. Like uh, when I was listening to you talk just now, like I couldn't help but think about the 99% of us kind of like live life like this. And then there's the 1% of us that go after our dreams or like, why is that? If all of us have this, like when you, when you, in the micro, it's like, we all have potential. We all have, you know, we all need to be bold as a leopard. We all need to chase our dreams. We all need to live life and make the world a better place. But like 99% of us are just like this. And then the few rise to the top. that they're like, look, look at that guy. Right? Like, and even, you know, I, even going back to the Bible, right? Like they're standout figures, right? But everyone is Moses in a way, meaning yeah, yeah, God no. chose him or whatever. But everyone is Moses. Everyone is everyone chosen. Is David, every right, but right. This
1: whole idea that there's a chosen, right? People. I mean, everyone. You get what I'm is, saying, yeah, everyone is chosen, of course. Otherwise, right. everyone hand selected, hand picked. I don't think Judaism believes that. Right. Like the Jews are chosen and no one else is chosen. Maybe Judaism believes that Jews are chosen in a specific way mm-hmm. as a people for something, but to suggest that, well, what do you say if, about someone else who's not Jewish? Oh, he's random? I mean, there's right. nothing random in God's world according no, right. to Judaism. So right. they're chosen too, right? Everyone right. is chosen, which means everyone is a Moses, right? Everyone has that potential to do something huge. Right. Whatever that means. That's the title for this episode, by the way. Everyone is Moses. Everyone is. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, but and and even outside of Judaism, just as a society, right? Like, what is that? Why isn't everyone? Everyone is being told to be bold as a leopard, no matter what. Like, I'm pretty sure. You feel like everyone is
1: told that. In theory, right? You can see every parent telling Hmm. their kids, "Is you can do anything you want to do." In theory, yeah. Anything you wanna do, you can do. Right. And in that moment, right, when I told my parents, I'm moving down to Florida, <laughs> because from when I was 13, I, was, I wasn't really living at home. I was going to different boarding schools. Mm-hmm. Canada, Mexico, Miami, um, England, right? Just a, a bunch of different schools. And then after all of that, I was 20 years old. I came back home for about three or four weeks. I'm like, there's no <laughs> way I'm living in Brooklyn. Like, this is not, <laughs> I'm out. This is not <laughs> happening. So, I tell my parents, "Hey, you know after the the holidays right, it was a period of holidays, Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur, et cetera. Mm-hmm. after that, I'm moving to uh to Miami. I was selling stuff online at that point, but weren't really making much money. Mm-hmm. but you know we're doing something, and um you know, my mom, the same person who said I can do anything i want to do right in that moment, of course, is going to have some some fear. Right, right. What are you, you going <laughs> go to Miami. How are you, yeah. you going to support yourself? Right. Right? I mean that was the first question. I said I don't know, but I'm not, I'm not figuring that out from here. Hmm. Right? So in that moment um and obviously I'm completely supportive of us, probably much more than than most, right? right. As I have made decisions always been completely supportive, but in that moment there is that fear that kicks in and says hey, it's a little safer this way. I guess that's it. I mean, that's at the end of the day. It's just safer. So that's mm-hmm. why 99% end up in, in that direction.
0: Yeah, because I think about that often because it's like, in theory, we all get the same message. Um, But practically speaking, it's very, very few of us adhere to that message or follow it or listen to that that, that inner voice that's there. Right? So you want to
1: know why? Why do you think? I think we're geared towards safety. Mm. That's what it is, and that's the, be bold as a leopard, and that suggestion, if you're being bold, a bold move is unsafe. Mm. On the other hand, the biggest risk is taking no risks. Right, right. right? So that's unsafe too, but hmm. that's, in, that's in the aggregate. Right, right. Every single micro decision is a little bit safer to stay inside the house and walk, <laughs> walk outside. Staying mm. in the house for too long too many times. That's riskier than ever right. going out. But every single decision, it's a little safer. Just stay right, home. Right. You're safer here.
0: Mm.
1: I think that's what it is. I think that, I mean, like, maybe that's it. Like, evil's just geared towards safety. It's not even evil. It's just geared towards safety. Mm. Are you as bold as a leopard today? <sighs> could be bolder for sure. Definitely could be bolder. Um I'm more bold than I was, and how does that feel? How does it feel to um to you you knew what
0: you when you weren't as bold as you are today, right like so how does it feel to be living in sort of that space where you're more bold?
1: right, I think the way I process it is more about the I'm not bold as I could be versus mm. more bold than I was so but you're still
0: playing it kind of safe but not as safe in some ways, would you say? for sure, yeah, I think
1: yeah. I think um, I think all of us, but even this. I mean, the process with this has been, um, you know, taking certain moves, kind of, yeah, kind of slowly. But it takes a certain amount of boldness to say, yeah. "Hey, I got I got something to say," you know. And I was I've been thinking about, you know, this and our conversation is connected to that. Is maybe sometimes when we have conversations and I listen to it and I was like, "Okay, that was two people having a conversation." Mm-hmm. Other times it's like Ellie, that episode was just you talking. Mm. You know? (laughs) Like that move was just you sitting in front of a camera (laughs) and just communicating a point, but there's a another level of boldness to that kind of communication. And this just feels a little bit safer. Mm. Well. It depends. Not in this one. Not in this one specifically. No, no, I get what you're saying. Some of them definitely felt like that. It's like Hey, you were you were using Ryan as a crutch in that one. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't yeah.
0: about a two way conversation. Yeah, but sometimes you gotta get your stuff out, you know? And and yeah, it definitely takes it takes some, some boldness to to recognize that and stand in that space. You know, I think about my own stuff, like even uh, my reluctancy to get on, on on the microphone sometimes in front of the cameras. Um but recognizing the value and how important it is to do it also and sometimes juggling with that, right? Um, and, and it's thinking back again to, to what we're talking about. It's like innately, I think we all get that message and of what, of like knowing that you should be doing more, right? There's something that you need to be doing that you need to act on. And most of us don't.
1: Well, you said before that 99% don't. Yeah. And even the ones who do, we don't do it as bold as we could. Yeah. Could sometimes. And maybe there are those few. Could it be, could it be that the single main ingredient to becoming that person is not the talent but the boldness? Mm. I, that's my question, right? That's the premise of this. Is yes, I get it's important. I get it's important. Right. We, mm-hmm. we, want, to be, we want someone to be bold. But is this the foundation? Is this really the first, the very first thing I'm gonna instruct someone? on a way of life like okay you want to live this way of life the torah way of life you want to live this Mm -hmm. and presumably this would be true for any way of life that's unwanted to live if you want to live this way of life step number one be bold as a leopard don't be intimidated by people who make fun of you is it that like does it feel that central is it true or maybe i'm missing something as to why it's the first one yeah i'm interested to see what people say in the comments um
0: for me it could be and just that perspective you just gave on it it's not the talent it's not the ability is just to believe the conviction. And then everything else kind of falls into place. Like I was having a conversation with my son the other day about um, Kobe Bryant because he wants to play. My son's like really into soccer. It's a little disappointing because I want him to play <laughs> basketball. Well, we'll get him there. And Oh, um, maybe
1: he won't. Maybe the bold move for him is play soccer. No, he's going to – no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. No. no, he's do whatever he wants to do.
0: But, um, yeah, no, we are talking about it, and um, Kobe came up. So, like, I was giving, like, a little overview about Kobe and how, like – um, basically, the premise was of the conversation was, because he loves like he loves the the play factor of, of soccer. I'm like, if you want to be Messi, who's his favorite player? I'm like, you got to put in a lot of work, and then that kind of segued into Kobe. And uh, the preface of it was Kobe was exceptionally talented, but he outworked everybody. And that's that was that's what made him different. That's what the Mamba mentality was. Like the talent is there, right? So it's it's sort of like you know the, it's not almost not about the talent. It's like are you gonna show up six a.m. you know every morning in the gym? Are you gonna play through injuries? Are you gonna are you gonna be bold enough to say like this is my mission? This is what I have to do. This is you know like you said living that Torah life. And it's like it doesn't even matter how far my hands reach. It's just standing up and like that conviction. So just. From that to my eight year old son conversation, it feels like a through line is there. And it could be central. It could be. To
1: this whole thing. (laughs) Right. With Kobe, it sounds like like if he was being mocked, what would he be mocked for?
0: His intensity,
1: no? Yeah, for sure. Like chill, brother. Yeah. He's a villain. He was, you know first for what? He was so serious. Yeah. He's so serious. Like, yeah, (laughs) like yeah, right. Like chill, all right. It's like we're having fun, chill. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Okay, maybe that message is, um, maybe that message is for me, mm. but because I'm sometimes telling that people, "Hey, chill, mm. not so serious, chill." I don't know, right? Am I, uh, am I being the one making fun of someone's boldness? Maybe, maybe sometimes.
0: Everyone's, we'll
1: everyone's Moses. <laughs> everyone's Moses, right? And maybe um, that's one of the reasons why we. Make fun of people when we see them being bold. Like, where does that instinct come from? Is because if too many of those do it, of them do it, then we got to do it too, and that's scary. Like, hey, chill. <laughs> hey, right, chill. right, right, right. I don't want. <laughs> right. You're gonna blow Cause up. Because one day start, here? right, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, right. I got to be bold too. Right. It's okay. a bold party. <laughs> so, in conclusion, this feels to you as as this central almost. If I'm if I'm teaching my kids, I want to set get them set up for the world. Mm-hmm. Foundation number one. Be bold as a leopard. Don't be intimidated by those who make fun of you. Yeah, it definitely can live there. It definitely can be central. That's central.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feels that way to me. It del- Yeah, that's what like it's I'm going off with like the feeling and just connecting the dots. It definitely feels like it's it's a central belief that you have to have.
1: Okay. We'll feel that out. We'll put it out there. Maybe we'll get some comments back and see what others say. There it is. I appreciate you showing up. Every day. <laughs>